that awkward moment with Zac Efron and Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller, criminally underrated. Nobody sees that movie. I cannot tell you, like, immediately that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> yes. yes. The number one, I mean, all three of those guys, <laughs> heroes. Superstars. Hey everybody and welcome to How the Fuck Did You Get That Job, the show where two not-so-interesting guys ask interesting people one question and then interrupt them as they try to answer it. Joining us today is Tom Weingarten. Tom has been an integral part of high-level amateur athletics for the better part of the last decade, running raw basketball to coaching football and basketball at John Jay High School. Today, Tom is head of social media at the Overtime Network that's currently clocking in over a billion views per month across platforms. Tom, welcome to the show, and how the fuck did you get that job? What's up, fellas? How are we doing? Good, man. Great. I'm excited to have you on. Thanks. Honestly, my story again to overtime is pretty awesome. Like, I'll start with overtime. We can kind of work our way backwards, but, like, I love sports. I always wanted to work in sports, but growing up, I, like, had no idea what you could do other than play or coach. I was like, okay, like, I'm going to play basketball until I can't anymore, and then after that, like, I'll become a coach, and that'll be awesome, too, and uh, and that was kind of what I was thinking, and then one summer, my mom was like, yo, like, go get an internship, and I was like, nah. <laughs> um, I, was like, I was like, I literally... I was coaching, and we can talk about me coaching, but I, coached, I was coaching four different teams. I was traveling all over the place for it. I was really into it. And she was like, no, you need an internship. So I literally, I Googled sports internships, and I skipped to the 50th page of Google. I didn't think anyone on the first 49 pages would hire me, which I was definitely right about. And, I mean, like, I was just, like, an average student, um, and I didn't have a ton of background or anything. So on the 50th page of Google, it was a, a link to a – a place called Tally at the time. And it had been posted that day, like two hours before it was to be an intern there. And I just filled it out. I reached out, I emailed, like I was, I'm very like, I'm going to, I'm on top of it. Like, so I emailed the person, I, there was a phone number. I called it, I emailed, I uh, did as much as I could do and did as much research as I could do. Um, and I continued to follow up and I heard back really quickly. They hired me as an intern. At that point, there was only three people there. Uh, and they're the three people who along with myself and a couple others ended up starting overtime and they were all really successful and, and great. And I just got my foot in the door like as an intern basically. And like four years later, fast forward it and I'm here. So at Tally, like when you first got there, was it like very clear, like this, this place is special. Like, like we're going to get VCs, like Kevin, like Kevin Durant, Mello are going to be involved. Like, was it pretty clear from the get go that it was, like there was some, there was some magic there? For me, like, I'm pretty, like, locked in and focused. And I like working hard. Like, I enjoy it. And I noticed really quickly that the three other people I was working with, and there was a couple others, but, like, the three main people I was working with, like, they were beasts. Like, they were so driven and worked really hard. And it also, we were a part of WME at the time. So that's Endeavor now. It's a talent agency. They, they just bought the UFC. We were a part of them. And the reason why we were part of that is because Dan, our CEO and founder, he had sold, he had created a company called OMG pop and they created the app draw something. I don't know if you ever played draw something. It's like Pictionary basically on your phone. And he had built that and sold it to Zynga for a ton of money. So he had already kind of done it. He already built the company. And then the two other people who I work really closely with Zach and Allie, uh, Zach's our other co-founder. He's the president at OT. And then Allie who's our COO. They were both just like on it. Like they were locked in. Like I, I could tell right away that like we have the leadership at least in place, but for me, like, I was just like, this is so fun. I'm getting to work in sports. Like I'm doing cool stuff. So 
I don't think I ever saw it turning into what it is now, but I definitely knew right away, like, whoa, I want to work with people like this. Like they're smarter than me and I need to like be around them. What did, what did they have you doing right, right when you get started? Like paint that first day. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I walk in a button down, which like, I don't know, I was like a 20 year old kid and uh, they were on like shorts and a t-shirt, like super laid back. And I was like, thank God, because it's the first time I've ever worn a button down. First day though, I mean, they had me doing a ton of stuff. So we weren't focused on high school sports at that time. What it was, now it's like a sports network, right? Starting with high school, we kind of build up to all different sports um, and pro sports as well. But we started out as like a picture of Reddit for pro sports where it was like an app. It was, there was a lot of different stuff. And I had, I was doing everything under the sun. I I think like one of my first days, they gave me a mini basketball hoop, like a seven foot or six foot hoop. And they said, go to union square, which like for anyone that knows in NYC is like one of the busiest places. And they were like, just run a dunk contest and like film it all on your phone. It was like 102 degrees outside in New York city. And me and one other intern brought it out. And like, we were just like filming dunks, like getting people to throw down like dunks on like this mini hoop in the middle of New York city. Um, it was a lot of like spreadsheets and Excel stuff, like building up these lists of people that we would want to reach out to, to kind of tell them who we were and just figuring that out. And eventually, you know, probably like two weeks in, uh, it was the NBA finals. It was, um, like a Cavs warrior series and Zach, our, our uh, founder was like, Hey, like, has anyone ever posted to Twitter before? And I was like, I have like my own Twitter account share. And he was like, all right, you're running social. Um, I posted a Twitter that night for the NBA finals. A couple of them did really well. And by really well, I mean, I like got 10 retweets or so. It's like when you have zero followers is dope. And uh, I've been running social ever since, basically. So the, what was you guys' following like back then? Like you're creating these videos, you like you're zero. typing Twitter. So you guys learned like that was square one. Like that, like Oh, yeah, like that. legitimately started at zero on t- every platform. I mean – we didn't have like a Snapchat or TikTok four years ago. So it was like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and I, we started all of them at zero Instagram. We like, maybe we had like a thousand fake followers to start or something just to like not look awful. And then it was just, we just grew like one part at a time, literally. Jasmine, we should look into that. But uh, so, <laughs> so you're, you started like, do you remember the first viral moment like that you were a part of like from your guys' account? Oh Yeah. I remember, you know, it, it's funny looking back because this actually happens a lot now and it has zero impact on us like growing or anything. So I'll give you two different examples. So the main, the first big one for us was, so we filmed all these top high school kids across the country, right? And we filmed this kid, Jalik Felton. He ended up at UNC. I don't know if he's still there. He's a top high school kid though. And he dunked on someone. Uh, and Steph Curry took that video. So we sent it to Jalik. He posted it on his Instagram. And then Steph Curry posted it on his Instagram and didn't tag overtime or anything. It was just like, we had filmed it and we were, we probably spent three hours brainstorming and writing out like, what would our, what should our comment be from overtime? That would like, maybe people would like get that it was us. Um, so that was really cool. I remember like sitting in a subway station, like a grimy subway station, <laughs> figuring out what the content comment should be. Uh, and then the other one, I mean, our biggest break was the summer of, I think it's 2017. I want to say, uh, we went out to Vegas and LaMelo was there, LaMelo Ball and Zion Williamson. That was when they played each other. And it was probably the biggest high school AAU basketball game of all time. And we caught like three viral dunks from Zion, like a Levo- like two of our ball quotes, and then like a Mac McClung dunk. And like all six of them ended up on like House of Highlights and Sports Center within like a three-day span. And we probably grew like 50,000 followers in like a couple days basically. Um, so that that was probably the one where I was like, oh shit, like – 
we have we're getting stuff that people want to see when you're starting like just like to go to these games were there any like gatekeepers or people being like oh you can't tape this like coming because you're like did you just go into the arena and shoot yeah um definitely and we still get that like there's still i mean when you think about like high school sports right it's a lot of like old heads like the same principal that's been there for forever athletic director and they're like what do you mean it's going on social media like we're putting we're writing this in our in our paper and so i was like we still deal with it but early on yeah all the time i mean we were really good at building relationships and like making sure that we did it the right way um like myself and a couple other people like we had grown up in that area and we had known some of the big people to talk to um and how to like get our foot in the door but yeah i mean like for us like we were a bunch of young people who were like i mean even if someone told us no, we were going to do it anyways. And we've had to repair some of those relationships for sure. But definitely like people just be like, what are you, who are you? And there were some other companies doing what we were doing a little bit, but we kind of took it to a next level and now made it like a new, like a, a real big thing. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's always gonna happen though. And when you were first starting out, like, was it, how, how big was that staff? Like how many games were you going to in like yeah. that when you guys were first going? So we had 10 or 12 employees for like 18 months and then we doubled like the year later. And then now we've, we've hired like 60, 70 people in the last like year. And now we're up to a hundred employees early on. We were all going to events. I'll never forget one of the biggest tournaments we went to literally in this house. I had my two bosses and like two other employees. So five of us come here, sleep here and like wake up to my mom cooking breakfast or all of us. And like, we went to a big tournament in Ardsley at house of sports. Uh, that's hilarious. The, uh, the big, the big, uh, like basketball the sports complex. complex yeah. 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 So we were going to a ton of games. We started only doing, we started in New York city only. So all those street ball games, so like Dykeman, Rucker park. So we had a team going to that. And now what we have is we have this Rolodex of like a thousand people who are like part-time employees of overtime. So we find someone like Lamelo Ball is a game in Chino Hills. We find someone there and they become like a part-time employee of, an, of overtime. And we have a, a team that like is recruiting different like videographers that way. Cause we do mostly everything on iPhone. So like we can, the, the number of people we can hire is endless. Like everyone's got a phone where like some other companies will use like pro cams and we, we use some of that too, but it's a lot harder to find those people. Definitely. So you, you like with, especially in your role, I feel like you've seen, superstars developed from a very young age and like we saw recently like the ball signed with rock nation and like not not to take anything away from their on-court performance but a lot of that is what happens off the court do you as as looking at it from that social media lens can you now like see a kid in high school and see like a superstar see like i hey i don't know how this kid's like career is going to go on the court but he's got juice like off the like he, he knows what he's doing with his brand yeah. And, and that's one of the things that overtime is really good at. Like we're good at figuring out, like you got a lot of rankings and a lot of people being like, this is the number one kid. Like this kid's going to like, but at the end of the day, when you're trying to build a brand, like it's not really about rankings. It's about who's like the most popular basically. And we, we combine that with like followers, skill, a bunch of other things. So we're really good at picking like, you know, we have three or four guys in our top 10 who like will not make the NBA. Like they're just like stars who have like, hundreds of thousand followers, people can relate to them and stuff like that. But then even going to the next level, like when, when you talk about a kid like Zion or Jalen Green, everyone knows they're going to be stars, but we're definitely very early. And like, we can tell really early for sure. So yeah, I, I think that that goes hand in hand. It's part of what's made us successful is like being able to do that. 
so yeah, I, I think it's cool to see other people start to appreciate them. Like Trey Young, Trey Young is the best one for us. Like Trey was 17, a junior in high school when we saw him first play and literally everyone came back and was like, that guy is an NBA superstar, no matter what happens. Like we like, literally there was a bet in our office. Like I bet you, he will make an all-star game within the first three years of being the NBA. And Trey wasn't a highly, I mean, he was a McDonald's all American, but he was like the 20th ranked kid in his class, which is like your, your, your odds go way down once you start going down that list. And no one thought he'd be, I mean, now he averages 30 points a game or whatever. So we definitely get to see those guys early and be like, okay, that's a kid for sure. Back to the iPhone, like when you're shooting stuff on iPhone, I found that like really interesting. Like, can you explain to like us and the, just the listeners, like why you're shooting on an iPhone versus like these like fancy cameras, obviously you're making that decision for a reason. Yeah. There, there's definitely a few things. And it's honestly, like probably my favorite part about overtime. It sounds like so nerdy, but like um, one, I love that we can give like anyone the ability to work with us. But so what happened was, we start with high school sports and none of that's live. So everything that comes through on the internet, it's about how fast you can be because like we were competing against these accounts that are like two times, three times bigger than us. So if we could be the first people to post it, it would do a lot better. And we saw that a lot more people would repost it because they're looking for who's going to be first. So we started with the phone stuff so that people could just text us the clips. So like you're at a game and you're filming sick dunk happens. You just text it to me one second later. It's live on Instagram. Whereas like with a pro cam, you have to like export, you got to airdrop it, you got to run it through different things. So that was one reason. Another reason was cost, right? So like we could hire an iPhone shooter for a third of the price probably. Um, it can be a college student who's just looking for an internship and stuff like that. And then the third one and what it ended up being was we have a tech team. I, I think I mentioned earlier, uh, our CEO, Dan, he had previously started in a gaming company and created like this really successful app. So we have our own tech team. And they were able to, once they saw our needs, build this incredible app where you could film, like you could be filming in Australia, someone else could be filming in Kansas and you guys just holding up your phone and you just press tap and it comes right back to me as like home person who can like see all those clips. So I could be getting clips from a million different places and filtering it through and have it really organized. So it kind of started out as just like a speed thing and like just kind of how we knew we could get it done. And then it turned into like this tech venture that's like separated us and made us, you know, a lot more valuable. Uh, and the last thing I would say, what, what we saw really quickly was people, so our gen, the Gen Z that we were after, right? So a younger audience, they're used to seeing videos on Snapchat and like Instagram stories, like really crappy quality. And what we've noticed is like, if it's too premium and too beautiful, like it actually performs like worse than if it looks like it was filmed on Snapchat. So like me and you are staying next to each other, film a Zion dunk. I guarantee you the fan view. So the iPhone clip is going to perform three X of like that premium camera one. That's super, super interesting. interesting. Yeah. I was just going to say what with this network that you guys have of like all these games coming in at the same time, has a college code or a college program ever talked to you guys about using that for scouting? Yeah. You know what? Like, at first we were so against it. Right. Cause like the whole thing was like, there's max preps. There's all these things that are like for the coaches and for the parents. Like we want to be something for the kids. And then it started turning into like, like there's definitely an opportunity there. But at the end of the day, like these coaches are going to so many events, the kids have footage. So like, we've really never approached that. We've helped with some things. Right. So like you take like a Niven Glover who actually just declared for the NBA draft. He was a freshman at Fresno state this past year. That's a kid who like, we were able to post his clips and he actually like doubled his offers. Like once we started posting him a lot more, so it helps, but we're not like directly communicating with the colleges at all. 
That's crazy. And you got like I I feel like your competition with Slam and Ball is Life, and you guys are after these same clips. Can you ever remember a moment like I'm I'm comparing it to like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport trying to break NFL news? Like, can you remember like a certain time where like you either you beat them or they beat you, and like the difference was minutes, and like that was all the difference in somebody going viral? Yeah, I mean, like just to be completely honest, like they'll tell you it too. Like there's never a time where they beat us. Like it's, it's basically a hundred percent. Like we don't, cause they're using like a, like I said, they're using a pro camera. We're using an iPhone. So it's not really like a competition anymore. Honestly, now that we have our technology, uh, but still like every time it's a rush, like it literally doesn't matter. We are like obsessed with that competition back there. So, um, is there a time there's literally countless times, but I would say some fun ones are like, Lamelo playing in Lithuania for the first time when he was 16. Yeah, like uh, some of the Bronny games, um, like some like Bron- like Bronny hit a game winner, Bronny James. You got a bunch of different fun ones for sure, and it's cool because I like that factor that we get like competition and like they're super good and fast for like being on a pro camera. Like if I had to do what they were doing, like we would be way slower than them. So like props to them. Um, but it's cool because we get to compete with them. But like at on a bigger scale, like we more so are competing with like an ESPN, a bleacher report because we don't only do basketball, right? We do football. We have like esports, soccer. So we're just kind of like a big, we definitely have like that part of the company that's focused on high school. And now as our guys get bigger, like, like I said, Trey and Zion and Lamella, as those guys get into the NBA and stuff, we'll do a lot more pro stuff than we've done in the past. That, that's a great answer. Just like, Hey, we don't lose. We always can you give us a state of the union of sports on TikTok? Cause, cause honestly, I, I love, I'd love to hear about it. That's how you guys saw me first, right? Uh, I think so. I, I followed like a thread. It was like an overtime thread of like people, people like, I think you guys have such a good community of like the people who work there were like, I think I, somebody posted it. I went to Megan's and then Megan took me to you on Instagram. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, TikTok. Wow, man. That has been like wild for us. Um, We're at 8.6 million followers on there. It's our biggest account of on any platform. Uh, The coolest thing about TikTok for me was that we've talked a lot about like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snap, YouTube. We were so like late on those, right? Like we're a newish company, three, four years in the game. Like think about like an ESPN, they've been on Instagram since day one, like Twitter day one. TikTok was something where it was like, all right, we're all going to get to start at the same time now. Like let's see who wins. So it's been really fun for me. Like that's my baby. Like no one's touched Overtime's TikTok account, but me, I won't even give the password to anyone else. Like no one's posting on there but me. I don't care what happens. Um, uh, So it's fun sports on there is weird right like it's not it's it's not comparable to any other platform like dope plays are gonna do well like a dunk is gonna do well like a a crossover but if you're looking for something really viral it's like those behind the scenes moments so like dude proposes to his girlfriend at a baseball game or like uh, a marine surprises like his daughter for senior night at like their high school basketball game it's more like those moments those like kind of touching moments um we had a cool one greg brown he's will be a top 10 pick in the NBA draft in 2021. He just committed to Texas. He, uh, he beat a team. The seniors were crying and he was kind of like consoling the other team and like taking care of them. So it's a lot more like feel good, a lot more like inspirational stuff on there that performs well. And the cool part about that is again, it goes all the way to speed. So algorithmically they're set up where if a video comes in and it's been posted, 
if someone else posts it, like it's not going to do as well for that second poster. So it's all about who can get it up there first, who can be the fastest. And that's, that's who they're going to feed to all the, the followers and the users. So it's fun. Like, and for me, it's cool. We've been, we've been able to get out of sports a little bit and do a little bit more stuff around just like community. And we're not, we're a sports media company, but at the end of the day, like we're for whatever our audience likes. And if I feel like our audience is going to cares about Drake's mixtape dropping tonight, we'll just post something about that. If we think that our audience is going to care about a grandma taking care of like their young kid, even though it has nothing to do with sports, like then we'll post that. Like it's, it's, we have a lot of freedom and it's really just figuring out what people want to see. It feels like your huge advantage is like, you've been with this account. Like we talked about like from zero. Yeah. How, I think that's super rare with a company, like as large a following as like you guys are at right now. Do you ever think about that? And like how that compares to like the ESPN guy who like, I don't want to like toss shade or anything, but like, you know, you take the ESPN account like three months ago, you're dealing with this behemoth and you're learning the audience through analytics instead of like, you have three years of experience. Yeah, it's fun. It's hard. And uh, it's been brought up a lot in our company is figuring that out. Like the way I've set up our social team is like everyone kind of owns an account. And what I think it does is it creates like a lot of ownership, right? A lot of other companies, they have like shifts. Like, all right, you run the Instagram from six to 12. Next guy's going to take it over after that. Next, And there's no like, okay, like this is mine. Like I need to make it like as good as possible. But over time, we really, like everyone owns their account. Like myself included, like no one, I posted on our Instagram now, I think it's 1300 straight days, like no break. Like every single day, like that's my thing. And like everyone else kind of has the same thing on our team. So you start to just like followers, everything, it starts to become like your wife in a sense. Like that's your community. That's your, so it's like a little crazy, like not going to lie. Um, but kind of, kind of black mirror when you, t- when you speak of it that way, <laughs> like it's, it's literally like a living, breathing account of you. Yeah. Well, that's our whole thing is like, we want it to feel like a person's running the account. Like we never want it to feel like, Oh, that's a brand or that's a company. It has to feel like, okay, like this person would say that to me in a bar, like I would hang out with that person. And I think that's how we've been able to build like a community where like, they're part of like the overtime family and not like, oh, like that's just overtime, that's a brand. So yeah, I mean, posting every day and being like, just in like putting myself all in the account, I think that helps a lot. And it, and it allows you to kind of look deeper than analytics for sure. And which one of those, like which one of the new verticals, because now you guys are everywhere like across like you were talking about across so many verticals which what are what are the few right now that are like really getting you excited women's basketball is always like my favorite and passionate about it so we have overtime wbb it's an account it's ran by overtime chloe who's like uh she's also a talent who like you'll see her on a lot of our videos uh she's amazing and i think that's like a, a normal answer to be like oh we want to get into women's sports like no like we want to like own women's sports and like make it sick and cool and um and I think what you're seeing is like the athletes to be are awesome. Like we cover some women's basketball players who are literally better than some of the top boys that we cover. Like they're nasty. Like it's insane. And so I'm really excited about that. I think that the more that we can do with it and the more that people see it, they'll really love it. What else? I, I think that our other vertical that like we're most excited about and like a lot of people don't know is like our, just our apparel brand, which like isn't on social media, but like, I mean, we have an, an account for it, but we just make really dope gear. Like, it's comfortable. Like I'm very picky with what I wear, like basically always wear a plain shirt with nothing on it because I just like can't pick. But the overtime stuff is just, like comfortable. It's nice. Like it's just, it's got a good vibe to it. So I think like apparel is really big for us, like in, uh, in 2020. Was it your idea to uh, like have everybody put in like overtime before their name on their <laughs> That's funny you asked that. I was the first person to do it. 
it wasn't thought of to be like, damn, I want everyone to do this. Basically what happened is I was doing a show on the ball family and like, I'm not talented by any means, but like, we just had no one else who would do it. So I was like, yeah, like I'll fucking do it. Why not? So I was like, I literally just on camera. I was like, all right, there's overtime Tom here. And I was like, oh, that, that sounds cool. I like that. It kind of adds a ring to it. So I changed my Instagram handle to it. Uh, overtime Tay and overtime Larry followed suit. And then eventually everyone did it. And now we have like hundreds of people who don't even have any association with overtime who do it. And it's kind of weird. Cause like, I'll literally have people text me every day like, does this person work here now? And I'm like, nah. Like, my best friend and old roommate, his name on Instagram is Overtime Steve. Literally, he's never worked a day in his life in overtime. <laughs> he was just like at a bar one night with me, and he was like, I think I like Overtime Steve. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> Shout out Overtime Steve. Give him that clout. <laughs> he's the best. I miss him. Man, uh, I want to go way, way back because yeah. uh, as a – as a Division three athlete, any anybody playing small school sports, I, I like I like to give that a platform. So you started playing ball at Springfield. Yeah, about that experience. Yeah, I went there. So what happened is, you know, I played high school football and basketball. Basketball was my passion, but like I was a little bit better at football. So I actually was going to Springfield to play football, um, and then I hurt my hand real bad and had to have surgery on it. I wasn't gonna be able to play football, so I, I ended up playing basketball there. And it was good. It taught me a lot. Like I was definitely not one of the better players there. And like, I didn't think that was possible when I was going because I was like a cocky kid. So I went in there. I learned a lot. Um, I got to get away from home and it was fun. But I think what I really, and there it's like all jocks at Springfield. Like it's all guys who just want to like work in sports one day. And I learned really quickly that like, I loved basketball, but I was like excited for the next step, which I thought was just coaching for me. So after my freshman year, I transferred to Iona College and I started coaching like full time, basically. And, and that was a go Gales. that was honestly probably the yeah go Gales for sure. They just got Rick Pitino as their coach. I'm hyped. We uh, it was cool for me because you know I made that decision on my own and I did the whole process of transferring and figuring out what I was going to do. Like I didn't have anyone's help with it, and that was that gave me a lot of confidence. Like okay, I can make like these big decisions for myself on my own. So, so that was big for me. I got one more question, Jeff. You got another question? Um, I might. I got. I would. I have right. one. I lost my. I lost my brain. You good? All right. I'll ask mine first. Uh, we, we, you know, extensive research department here. At, how the <laughs> fuck did you get that job? But uh, we, we found uh, you are apparently a big fan of romantic comedies. Correct or no? Is that were you misquoted? That is correct. That's okay. definitely correct. It okay. was more of like, uh, I don't know what to put here. I'm gonna put <laughs> here because, like, why not? Uh, I definitely like them. Yeah, let's do it. I was gonna go. I was gonna go. Like we 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 each give our top uh, romantic comedy, and then uh, yeah, we we'll save you for last. I was I'm gonna go with uh, and because I'm because I asked the question, so I came very prepared. I that awkward moment with Zac Efron and Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller criminally underrated. Nobody sees that movie. I cannot tell you, like, immediately that was the first thing I thought. <laughs> yes, hundred yes. percent. The number one. I mean. All three of those guys, <laughs> heroes, superstars. <laughs> like they're all, in, crush it. they're all like they're all on screen together. It's yeah. I I gotta I, watch some. I gotta watch that tonight. Then it is awesome because like you're like damn, I'm watching a rom com like this kind of lame. But then you're like, oh shit, these three are three of like coolest dudes in the world. <laughs> and they're just they're just best friend. They're just best friends kicking it for like the first thirty minutes of the movie. It's so I'm, I feel so validated. I'm so glad I'm so glad I asked that. I'm pretty sure I moved to New York City and I was like, I'm gonna be that those guys. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> <awesome. laughs> I moved back in December and my whole life has been that movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's awesome. I'll give you that one. That's definitely my number one. I'll throw out a couple others. I like uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Mm. Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell, crushing it with uh, their daughters. Like, and, yeah, so it's a mess. Um, <laughs> that one's unique. That one, that one's, I feel like it's like a modern day love story. Yeah, it's a good one for sure. I watched a terrible movie last night. Uh, wow, what was it called? My girlfriend made me watch it. Ryan Gosling again. Something in the Pines killed mm. someone. Not great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> David, you can give us a. Uh, I think so. I'm a I'm a Yankee fan, but I love Fever Pitch. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> like Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Like that's a, it's great. It's a great cast. Like Jimmy Fallon's never really in movies, and he happens to be in this sports movie where he's like in love with like it's literally a relationship between Drew Barrymore, Jimmy Fallon, and the Boston Red Sox, and like. He he gets. I don't want to spoil it at the end. So I'll let. Yeah, you. yeah, that 2004 movie. Make sure that no, make sure that <laughs> Listen, you don't, don't for know, anybody. People, people probably going deep into the archives and freaking uh, quarantine right now. So um, hey, hey, you want to grow that social account? Maybe start some drama that way. You know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we start um, fever, fever spoiler, spoiler, spoiler uh, alerts from uh, 2004 movies to get people really mad at us. Yeah, that's <laughs> I the key. Know. I'm a Yankee fan, but I like that movie a lot. It's a good one for yeah. sure. It's classic. I guess I don't really have anything else. Like, where, what, what's next? Like, what can we expect from you? What can we expect from Overtime? Where, where can our listeners find you too? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, Overtime. Like, I definitely think we're kind of just starting. Like, we're just really like this community is really strong, really powerful. And now it's like, how do we kind of mobilize that and start and do more things that we can kind of own? So. You'll continue to see us on social and we got some big things I think in the next like 18 months or so that can really shock sports and like really shake things up. And I'm really excited about those. Um, and for me, like it's all about growing our social and figuring out like what is that next big thing. We're really great at kind of taking advantage of being early on TikTok, and it's, it's really helped us. And uh, we're always kind of trying to be like the first movers on the different platforms, different types of content. So hopefully we can continue to be like really fast and nimble. Like that's my whole thing. Like I hate being slow and uh, keep a, keep a good group. Uh, and for me, I'm on Instagram. You can just follow overtime everywhere, but if you want to follow me, I'm overtime Tom on all socials. Also, also toss overtime Steve a follow. If you guys yeah, are, while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 overtime Steve. I was actually looking at this the other day. It's like a joke between me and his girlfriend. He has not posted on Instagram in, oh fuck. Forgot to follow him back from my overtime. So I got to go on to my personal. <laughs> Sorry. He has not posted since 2016. So, uh, <laughs> Steve he was you know, definitely not. You know who's right so mad? Like another guy who works at overtime named Steve who wants to be over. <laughs> yeah. Who wants that ammo? A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. He locked um, it down a long time ago. Awesome. I actually, I got another question. I mean, we can, we can cut it, but like the, what's your thoughts on NIL? Look, I don't trust the NCAA at all, so I'm just assuming that it's going to fail. But um, here's what I'll say. I think that um, it's a step in the right direction. They've, they've been trying. Like, these are three or four decisions in a row now by NCAA that aren't being talked about as much, like, that have been good moves. It's clearly a response to the G League stuff. It's probably too late to make a huge impact. But at the end of the day, I think it's huge in that there is a market for these kids to be making their own money and stuff. And, you know, I, I – and they deserve it. It's not like schemey. It's not like sneaky ways. Like they've real brands and people that will care about them. So it's important. It's a step in the right direction. What will their process be? Right? Like, is it going to, everything's going to have to run through them. It's really slow there. Like, is it going to be six months to like someone to get approval? Like 
what does that all look like? If someone, if, you know, there's going to be gray areas. If something messes up, are they just going to suspend the kid forever? It, it definitely opens up some potential issues. But I think if they're able to like get it moving and seamlessly, it's great. I mean, and I think that, that there, there's no doubt the kids deserve it. And I think that they're doing everything they can to kind of keep some of those kids involved. So look, the money stuff probably happens under the table no matter what. So like, let's be more honest about it and do it the right way. So that at least we know what's happening is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And it would be great for overtime. You know, overtime is in a place where we work with a lot of high school kids. We would love to be the type of people that can help them figure out this whole entire marketing landscape and be um, be able to kind of lead them in the right direction or at least work with them in that way. So I think it's really cool for us and even better for the kids. What do you guys think? I just think there's a lot like of steps to be like written out, right? Like I just, I think there's tremendous opportunity. I think it'll be super interesting because like the the Trevor Lawrence is always going to get the Coca Cola deal or like the Pepsi deal. But like, what about the like varsity girl swim captain who like will make $500 by doing like whatever it is, like endorsing a t-shirt company or whatever it is. Like, I think that's something that's really cool that like, cause that they can actually monetize. I don't, I think it's going to be like, people are saying it, uh, like the wild west, like, but there's going to be, I think there's a lot of opportunity and I know Jake feels the same way. Uh, I went to school in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I cannot overstate how big a deal it is to be a corn husker in any sport. So like we had Kenny Bell on who like, if you're out, if you're not from Lincoln, you probably don't know, but Kenny Bell was like the receptions leader graduated in 2014 has this viral block. Sick Afro. Sick Afro. This kid, if he, if he could like, if, if this NIL stuff passed in like 2008 and he got into school in like 2010, I'm talking this kid would have six figures, if not more in the bank ready for him after he's graduating to make that transition a little bit easier and not say like Kenny's doing great, but like for that kid, and then also another kid in Lincoln is like the volleyball player where that is their moment. That is like, they're, those, those girls are stars. And like, to, like you, they walk around downtown and you're like, oh my gosh. And she, like, she needs to be capitalizing off that because there's too much money in that economy that she's, that, that's being made through her for her to not be getting at least a little piece. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I said it in the beginning of this, like, we have a three or four athletes who, like, won't make the NBA, but they're huge stars, like, in high school. Like, and this kid, he's the creator of the draft, but we will, but, like, a Mac McClung in high school, senior year of high school, like, grew, like, 500,000 followers in, like, a month. Like, the kid could have capitalized on that in maybe close to seven figures, like, if it really, if he really played it right. And, like, he wasn't able to. And, like, now he, he's developed into a really good player who will hopefully play in the NBA. But, like, there's tons of kids like that, just like you mentioned, like the volleyball player, any, anything like that. Um, so, fingers crossed. Well, Tom, I mean, overtime, you took it from zero to a giant, and now it's going to be I, – I, I feel like it's only – like, sky's the limit. I'm, I'm really excited to Hope see where so, it goes. Guys. Hope so, Thank you. I really appreciate it. Right. Awesome, man. We, we, don't, we don't know how to end podcasts. We don't know how to end podcasts.